to Me, Myself, and Millie, a podcast about pop culture and hot goss through the lens of your nosy neighbor. I'm your host, Millie Brooks. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Oh, today's episode, it's very special. I am talking to high school friend from Michigan about running a successful small business, Kaylin Sheik who used to be Kaylin Franks when I knew her in high school. Um, Since then, she's gotten married, changed her last name. She's on today to share the nitty-gritty of owning your own business. So whether you own your own business or thinking about starting one or you are working at a startup or maybe you just have like a bunch of different side hustles going on, this episode you got to listen to it because we cover all the topics, how to cultivate a community, marketing, branding, financial stuff. Don't miss this. So this is episode 10 If you are enjoying this podcast, please spread the word. Follow the pod on Instagram at milliebrooks100. Subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, Maybe you want to comment and like on SoundCloud or Spotify. Wherever you listen to your audio shiznit, please go And give us a review. It all goes so far. Right now, this pod is like the little engine that could right now. So please share, spread, smear, anything you want to do to get the word out. And we will give you a shout out on the podcast. We will. We will read your review, even if it's bad, because sometimes bad reviews are the best. Okay, just a little bit of backstory before we launch into the interview. Kaylin and I met in high school at Mercy High School in Farmington Hills, Michigan, which is an all-girls Catholic high school, but we both lived in Northville, Michigan, which was about 20 minutes away from Farmington Hills, and I would drive Kaylin home from musical rehearsal. We were both involved in the theater scene and the choir scene in high school, so I would drive her home. Um, So that's how we met, and um, this interview was um, recorded via Skype, Um, and there's a point of the interview where my husband comes into the room, and of course, Kaylin could see him, and um, my husband, Rowan, was wearing a Janetti's t-shirt, which of course, Kaylin knows the Janetti's. Janetti's is a... um, a catering and event space in Northville, Michigan that does, you know, live dinner theater. They do baby showers, weddings, um, rehearsal dinners, you know, all types of events for different celebrations. Um, so shout out to Laura Janetti, who's another successful business owner and a big fan of the pod. Yeah. Thanks, Laura. Um, all right. So here's the interview. Okay, 
Welcome back, everyone, to the interview portion of the show. Today, our topic is owning a small business. And with us today is Kaylin Sheik. <laughs> Kaylin is the owner and creative director of Sweetwater Floral, which is a company that specializes in designing wedding flowers in northern Michigan. Welcome, Kaylin. Oh my gosh, that intro, Millie, I am honored. I prepared it. <laughs> okay, but first of all, before we get into your awesome business, this is a neighborhood gossip podcast. Oh, and okay. I, I need to know, I need you to share the details of the insane kids that live on your street. Okay, thank you for starting here because let's get to the most important stuff. <laughs> Okay. I live on a country road. It is, I wouldn't call it rural, but it's country. Okay. It's 55 miles per hour. We have like a little old farm. Yeah. These bros who live five houses down from me, I'm looking right now out the window to see if I can see them. (laughs) They have, I don't know if this is a dramatic use of the word, accosted me. Is that inappropriate? (laughs) No, do it. They drive by my house on their bikes. They cannot drive cars. They drive by their house on on bikes and scooters. And if they see me out in the yard, you're going to have to edit this audio. But they're like, like they caw at me. Like they (laughs) like a bird. Yes. And sometimes they're like, like the weirdest noises one time the kid barked at me oh my gosh you're crying (laughs) one time the kid barked at me like a dog um and so I have a team that's here and some of the my team some of my girls are you know we're in our 30s we're in our 20s and then a couple of the girls are in high school who helped me and they are always like what are those boys doing and I am like do not look at them. Do not even act like we hear the barking. So they literally are 20 feet from us because we're working out in the lavender, cawing at us or making bird calls. And then um, we don't look at them. This is my way of not giving them what they want. Oh, also, they sometimes try and do bike tricks in front of us, like spin the wheel. <laughs> and then when they can't do it, they swear and they think they're really cool. So they're like, oh, shit, <laughs> shit. They're insane. One time I saw them in the Walmart parking lot on their bikes. Are you surprised? This is a year's, a year's ongoing battle. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh. What were they doing in the Walmart? Or like, what was that interaction? They didn't notice me. You know, I got to keep my cover because <laughs> their neighbor lady is, I don't go to Walmart. I cut through the parking lot to get to Home Depot. And I was like, oh my God, there they are. And I put it on my Instagram. These boys are driving me crazy. And this town is small enough that someone messaged me their names. No. <laughs> yes. No. I know the one kid's I know the one kid's name. And if I share it, you won't even be surprised at his first name. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. Blaine. No. <laughs> I couldn't have written it better. Of his name is Blaine. Oh, that sounds like at an, me. an Avengers villain. Cr- oh, like God. That is funny. One year they attached a speaker to their bike and they just rode by my house nonstop with their <laughs> speaker on loud. <laughs> their music playing through their phones. I can't. I'm also like, why aren't they aging? Like we've lived here for years and their behavior hasn't changed. Like when are they going to be able to drive or get a job? These are the things I wonder. 
I just would really, I would love to keep, I, I need you to keep us posted on that. Oh, Neighborhood Watch, totally. I will keep the updates coming. I mean, people message me on Instagram every day and they're like, have you seen the boys? I'm like, no, I think maybe they, I doubt they watch my, I doubt they even know who I am. Probably just, I'm outside a lot and a lot of people on the road are not outside a lot. I mean, back in our day in the suburbs of Metro Detroit, someone just yelled. It was like whistling. It was like, you name it. It was, it wasn't very kind. Why don't they just yell, hey, bitch, that's what I expect. <laughs> but the cawing is so, they sound like parakeets or <laughs> parrots. They are insane. <laughs> it's really the content. Up I here. love it. Oh, you guys are dripping in content up there. <laughs> I um Okay, so let's move on to the nitty gritty of your awesome flower business. What led you to decide that you wanted to open your own flower business? So I was working as a television reporter for a CBS affiliate. And that guy is cute. I know. That's my husband. He's wearing a fucking Janetti's t-shirt. Dude, I know. (laughs) (laughs) You can take the girl out of the Midwest, (laughs) but you can't take the Midwest out of the girl. Oh my God. Okay. Okay, Keep Um, going. So go ahead. What led you to decide to open your own flower business? I was working as a television reporter up here in Northern Michigan and I was working third shift. So I worked like midnight to 10 AM for the morning show. And we were renting a house and the landlord of our house was a master gardener. And he, so he lived in the main house. We lived in the guest house at his property and I asked him one day, I was so bored. You know, you get off of work at 10 a.m. and you go work out and then no one can hang out. You know, what are you going to do? Drinks with someone at one o'clock in the afternoon. So, and Matt has a normal schedule, so I could never hang out with him. So our landlord was just like, "Um, if you're ever bored, you know, you can cut these flowers. I'll never get to all of them. And so I started cutting from his stuff. And I sort of taught myself how to arrange flowers. And then I started giving them to people. This is like a little hobby. And then I was like, man, this is really nice when no one is ever upset when you give them flowers. No one is ever upset. That's right. Versus television where, you know, you go on and you report a story you worked your ass off on and someone emails you that your nipples were showing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wow, which one is really filling me up? creatively. So I was like, I don't know. I'm onto something with this flower thing. So I did both for a couple of years and it wasn't even really a real business. It was just like, Oh, I like arranging flowers. And we did a few weddings and I'm completely self-taught. And then did and he, then I, did the gardener guy, did he give you any lessons or anything? He didn't know how to arrange. He could only grow. So he was like, I'm pretty impressed. That is amazing so you're all self-taught self-taught yeah and then it just sort of took off it was like wow weddings are really fun I started replacing like adding on to my income and and then I realized that I loved being on tv but Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was gonna work for us in the long run because as you know as a professional actress or whatever you know you've done so much different stuff in order for me to advance in television we had to move. 
Uh-huh. So we had to keep moving was what we really realized. Like, okay, wow, we love Northern Michigan, but then it was like, I need to get to a different market. So I need to get to Grand Rapids, then to Detroit, then Chicago. And picking up your life and moving every three years, I thought was what I wanted when I was 22. And then I was like, you know what? I love it up here. Let's just chill here and give the flower business a stab. And that was four years ago. And so what kind of role does um, Matt have in it all? Matt, Matt is the person who reminds me that when I say, I don't worry, it's the business's money. He says, that's our money. <laughs> that is an important role. That is a very important role. No, he, so we bought the farm and Matt works. So Matt is a public school administrator. So he has summers off, which is pretty clutch because mm-hmm. so, that's our busy time here. So I call him like our lead fixer of all the things. He sort of runs the farm side of things, our little farm. But he, in the beginning, you know, we couldn't have any employees. So he got really good at helping me at weddings. But as far as like the day-to-day operation of the business, it is me running it. Um, But we're both in it together. I mean, I couldn't do it without him. Yeah. Yeah. Is he also work at a high school or is he? Yes. Okay. And he's an athletic director. Yes. What? Wow. That's amazing. But he's Especially, got the summers off, right? He has the summers off. Yes. And his, uh, his schedule is so much more flexible in the summer. You know, he has to still go in, but he can work from home. So in the summer, he helps so much with the business. I mean, it's insane. And then in the off season, cause I only do weddings really May 1st to Halloween. It's only mm-hmm. six months of the year because the winter's up here so brutal. No one gets married mm-hmm. and does anything. We crawl into our holes and then we emerge when the sun shines again. <laughs> so it's very seasonal, which I love. I love the calm time and then I love the go time. Mm-hmm. So the first year, I, th- I mean, you kind of talked about this, but the first year of owning your own business or starting anything can be like a slog. Do oh, you God. Uh, do you have any suggestions for people who are in that boat? Yeah, I always say if you can't handle the slog, you are not cut out for business ownership. Mm. Because what you think is gonna happen is you're gonna birth your business or your baby into the world. Um, because in a lot of ways, especially women, our businesses, our creative projects are like your your baby your podcast, your play, you're writing, your art studio, you're creating, like your, whatever it is you're working on, you think you're going to throw it out there and it's going to be like exactly how you imagined it. But chances are you're imagining it at like the 10 year mark. Um, And those first few years, oh my God, they're so hard. But I always say, if you can't handle the hard first few years, you are not cut out for it. You know that better than anybody. Well, it's not for the faint of heart. That's for, it's not, that's true. And you got to put in the hours to get your name recognized in whatever sphere you're going into. You can't just roll into town and say, I do flowers now and expect everyone to leave the other person who does flowers. Right. So I think that if you're in those first two years, my biggest recommendations are don't go into a crazy amount of debt because it'll just never be fun for you. So try and really operate the numbers really tightly and then I did both my TV job and the flower business for three, no, two full wedding seasons. Mm. So I 
use all my vacation time to take off the flower for people's weddings. Because then I didn't have that desperate clawing at whatever business could come my way. I could really build it in a way that felt like the brand I wanted to build. Whereas I feel like if I didn't have my job on TV with a very steady paycheck, if someone asked me to do a wedding with a $200 budget, we would have done it, you know, because you're just so done. You'll do anything. You'll right. Do, you'll take any business anyone's throwing in your direction. Whereas I like to build it in a way that it's like, wow, you can pick and choose and, and really build something that works for you. That's great. You do. I mean, you do such a great job of cultivating a community around you. Thank where, you. Where did you learn? I mean, like, how did you learn that? How did you learn how to be popular? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can, and like, how can people better engage with their community? My, oh. my husband was like, oh, ask her about marketing stuff. And I think this, this like dovetails into marketing. Yeah, as well. for sure. Well, I always say you cannot be a successful small business owner unless you are really comfortable talking about how great you are. Mm. And it's not an ego thing. It's not a, you have to be an advocate, whether you are trying to work professionally in a certain sphere, no one is going to pick you if you're the one who's sitting back and just waiting for people to see how great you are. Yes. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yes. No one, because no one, un, no one, A, no one thinks you're as great as you do. And you probably aren't as great as you think you are. Let's be serious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I blab my mouth all day on Instagram, but like, it's probably annoying as hell to a lot of people, but oh. there's a certain sect that have really grabbed onto it. So I'm just there for them. I have clomped onto it. <laughs> oh God, you're so it's funny. It's so great. It's a great vlog. Thank you. I appreciate it. But yeah, I mean, the self-marketing is a huge part of it. You have to, you know, elevator pitch. We always hear that term or you really do have to be able to, when someone asks you what you do, explain it to them in a way that it sounds interesting. So I don't just say I do wedding flowers because, oh, cool. Flowers are beautiful. Awesome. I launch into this whole thing about why we're the best and why it's different and then creating that community, I think, is just continually serving them with the things that they want and also creating a community that you really like being a part of. So I always joke that everything we do at the business, because we do wedding flowers, then we have you know events here at the farm and workshops and women's retreats. I just selfishly wanted to go to all that stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get paid for going to all this shit I want to go to. Yeah. And then I just, you know, you develop it. Um, but as far as the marketing thing, yeah, you you have to be able to talk about what you do and, and show people why you do it differently and why it's a good fit for them. And also remembering that stop shouting into the wind. Stop saying to everyone, I do wedding flowers, you know, like, or I, we own a coffee shop. Come get your coffee if you like coffee. Maybe more like buttoned down and, and hyper-focused is like, come to our coffee shop if you like really good music or dogs or you want to be in a quiet space. Is your, you know, that's why we always say we flower for couples who love Northern Michigan, love their siblings, want to drink wine on a boat. I mean, let's be honest here. Mm -hmm. Like I, And then who love their dog. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I love all our clients. Like serving them is really fun because they're the people that I picked to work with. 
So the marketing, I mean, I could talk about marketing for hours, but yes, I appreciate that. I I really like your overall kind of theme of like, if you can't be your biggest advocate in a conversation, then it's just not, you're not gonna, how do you, how do you sell it? How do you you sell it to people? You have to be your biggest, biggest Mm -hmm. fan. You do. I mean, it's like, I get offers all the time for people who are like, let me run your social media. Or let me represent the business on Instagram or Facebook. Like uh, there's amazing companies out there. And I always say, you're not going to care about it as much as I do. Mm. It's like you with, you know, having management or talent agency, like mm-hmm. they want you and they care about you and they see your talent. But at the end of the day, the person who's going to convince everyone to love Millie is Millie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the person who's going to convince everyone that Sweetwater is a brand that they want to really latch onto and come and try is me and the team, you know, but I always say to business owners, careful when you get a team or, you know, when you build it, no one's going to love it as much as you love it. Mm-hmm. Hard pill to swallow some days. Yes. Yes. Well, tell us, um, tell us a low point that you had when you started Sweetwater Floral. Or, or like a day-to-day low point. Oh God, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Launch I've, into it. Um, there's like a couple instances that really stand out. You know, I think a low point for me was in the beginning, just wrapping my head around. I have, I think you're the same way. Like I have zero patience, like none. If I want something, I just go and do it. I wake up, we're going to paint the living room. We're painting the living room an hour later. I don't really think things through. Um, So a major hard thing for me to swallow was after we did our first wedding and it was very successful, I said to Matt, on the car ride home, I'm leaving the TV station. And he was like, "Uh, yeah, no, no, you aren't. Like, this can't, we just, the numbers just didn't add up for our family. And that was really hard for me to be like, oh, wait, I got to slog through this for two more years before. So that sucked big time. It was very hard. And then, you know, a low point for me is that when you build your business self-marketing, like we just talked about, where it's about who they're hiring and, and who they get to know. You, when you're having a personal crisis or a hard week, you can't be off, mm-hmm. which was really hard for me to navigate last summer. I had a tough summer personally, and summer's like our go time around here. And it was just like, oh my God, I didn't build this the right way because I need to build it so that if I'm having a bad day, I can be inside and the farm can still keep going. And it got to this point where people were like, well, where's Kaylin? Like, you know, because what they had been promised wasn't happening. That was really hard. And then last summer, I forgot a bridesmaid bouquet. And I was an hour and a half away. (laughs) (laughs) And I had left the wedding and I I was... Hold on. I'm hearing like, I'm hearing a frog noise. Oh, now it's gone. (laughs) Oh, wait, it's when you move. No, it, oh, you're sorry. good. You're good. You're good. Okay. Um, okay. You forgot a bridesmaid's flower. Yeah, I forgot. Bouquet. I forgot a bridesmaid bouquet. And I had left the wedding and I was stuffing my face at a restaurant because I'm so damn hungry after working outside all day. 
And my phone rang and I saw it was the wedding planner. And like when your phone rings and it's the wedding you just left, it is oh, like, no. And I picked it up and she was like, hi, we're one bridesmaid bouquet short. And so I said, okay, um, I'll be right back. I'll be there. And in the meantime, have her grab a centerpiece. <laughs> so she took a centerpiece out of the vase <laughs> and held it as a bouquet. And uh, I had very few flowers, but I like built her a bouquet in the back of my van. And at one point I was going like 90 miles an hour to get there before the ceremony started. <laughs> I, I wish I could have been there on the that freeway, was... <laughs> just on the freeway, like seeing you sped, like go, go 90. In my minivan. Yes. Imagine the part where it was at a horse farm. And so when I, when I pulled in and came around this court, all the horses were like, Rah! like scattered. <laughs> They're all like stampeding. It looked like a scene out of a Western. Oh, I bet. And, you know, there's dirt coming up off the tires. I'm in this cloud of dust. I'm going like 80 miles an hour to get into this horse farm. And I make this girl this bouquet and I pull up and I see her holding the centerpiece. And I think, you know, it doesn't look that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Centerpiece. It actually like. Again, being your own advocate. (laughs) Like, I'm like, you know, to the, the untrained eye, they would have no idea that's a centerpiece. They would just think it's, the you know, the fucking bridesmaid bouquet. <laughs> so, but I did say, here you go. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I remember I said something like, we left it in the cooler. Like, I tried to smooth it over that I just hadn't forgotten. Like, I just had it messed yeah. up. And she was like, oh, no big deal. No big deal at all. And the bride was totally chill. But that kind of stuff is hard. Like, just when you make mistakes and I make a million mistakes like that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a million and I think part of business ownership and part of just being an adult who can get through the world is just picking yourself up and being like okay suck today see you tomorrow I'll try again yeah you can't sweat the small stuff you really can't also it's not good for us it's not Mm -hmm. good for us emotionally or hormonally to be like elevating here all the time right right um do you the other day on your ig account you said something about the van needing new ac or something what is that fiasco about okay so we um have a fleet the minivan fleet for the business oh my gosh and the fleet is just two vans, but I act like it's a real dramatic business thing. I love it. When I talk to people. I'm like, oh, our, our business vans. And so people expect these like fancy branded vans to show up. And it just, I look like I'm a mom in the nineties. I just drive old used minivans around with 200,000 miles on them and zero <laughs> tint on the windows. You know, you can see in every, it's so yes. Yeah. But we have a rule, like 90% of the people in Northern Michigan, you don't need air conditioning in your car, right? If it goes out, you're from Michigan, like just roll the windows down. You only need it 10 days a year. But transporting wedding flowers, we do have to have very good working AC blasting on them because it's thousands of dollars on product. And we'll drive like two, two and a half hours to a wedding. We, we travel very far. So the, the, we have blue van and silver van. And the blue van AC went out in June and I took it in. It was like a hundred bucks. They recharged it, just gave it some more coolant. So that made me cocky. So when, <laughs> silver van, so when Silver's 
uh, AC went out last week. I was so on my high horse. I was like, oh God, another hundred bucks. No shakes. I'll drop it off on Monday. I'll wait an hour. This is going to be easy. And RJ, my mechanic, yes, I know his name because that's how much repairs we put into the vans. He's like, well, let me take a look at it. I'll call you in an hour. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, bye, RJ. Thank you. You are, you are a saint being so cocky. He calls me. I answer. I'm like, RJ, tell me the news I want to hear. He's like, we got a problem. <laughs> no, no. He's like, the AC is shot. I'm like, no. No, just like try that thing you did last year, like, like telling him how to do just his job. Just putting a new filter or something. I mean, I'm like, are you sure it isn't what happened last year? He's like, what happened last year? I'm like, you know, that thing with the tube. Like, I'm just and he's like, no, it's going to be, you know, 850 bucks. And that's the kind of stuff that you're just like, as a business owner, like that shit sucks. And it's not like, oh, $850 is going to take down the business. no. But that's like $850 we weren't counting on. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like all the numbers add up. And then you need this one section that's like for, I don't know, when shit hits the fan, when the AC goes out. So then, you know, for three hours, this is me. I'm like stomping around the house. I'm like, I'm not fixing it. We'll roll. We'll go to weddings with the windows down. And Matt is like, we got to fix it. (laughs) Yes. And I'm like, no, you know, it's fine. He's like, if it was blue van with more miles and we don't use it as much, but silver, we got to, we got to fix it. So, you know, that's business ownership. You just randomly have thousand dollar expenses that just pop up that you weren't counting on. And that's what goes back to that. There's no way in hell that I could have started the business and been able to keep it afloat and not operating with a ton of debt. In the beginning, you've got to slog through those few years so you can get to a point where, oh, $1,000 for a new AC in the van sucks, but it's not going to shut our doors. Right. You know, we're going to just be fine. Okay, cool. Bye. Mm-hmm. See ya. Mm-hmm. Do you guys will- have like a prudent reserve or something? Like We how- should. Yeah, we try really hard to keep a, a really good little cash buffer available in the business, um, especially... You know, in the summer, it's not that hard because the money coming in is cash flow is is good. Yes, yes, your mm-hmm. cash flow is the highest it's going to be. You know, July and August, our cash flow is the highest it's going to be all year. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when shit hits the fan in March, lean times, lean yeah. times. I made a joke last year, and Matt was like, "You need to stop telling people this." I'm like, "I'm on a sabbatical. It's unpaid." And he's like, "That." doesn't sound good like that doesn't sound like you know what you're doing I'm like no I'm on an unpaid sabbatical he's like no don't say that to people about our business <laughs> like because the numbers is not my strong suit I failed math three out of four years in high school <laughs> not my vibe so girl don't get me started on numbers okay thank you so I I was an executive director at a nonprofit for three years and oh I'm going to tell you, numbers, taxes, Oh, Jesus, take the wheel. Truly, Jesus, take the wheel. Write these checks for me, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, the amount of money I give our accountant and our bookkeeper every year is so laughable. And all these girls who are also in business are like, oh, I do it myself. Oh, I run the reports from QuickBooks. And I'm like, okay, cute. Well, I can't. So. <laughs> I'll give the accountant $1,200. Like just, I, and he is like, he has to hold my hand. He has to like email me and he's like, hi, Kaylin. 
now is the day to put the envelope with the yellow tab in the mail. Like that is the hand holding I need. And I'm just like, you know what? Outsource the stuff you're bad at. It's fine. You know what? My accountant told me the th- like small piece of advice. One, this interview isn't about me, but I have. To- no, I want to hear it. I wanted to. I got to throw this in. He said, Millie, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. What? <laughs> yeah. Yes, in terms of write-offs. Oh, I, I mean, Kaylin, you could write off your whole goddamn farm if you wanted to. Oh, I know. No, you I know. know. And I'm always like in the meetings, and I'm like, is the service gonna come? And he's like, okay, I just want to let you know, like, um, is the service? Is the service? Are the police he's like, gonna come? He's like, I mean this with a lot of respect, but the business isn't at the level that would flag the IRS. And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> I'm picturing a scene out of Schitt's Creek, like they're repoing the farm. He's like, no, that's for people who are doing like, you know, tens of millions of dollars. In <laughs> <laughs> because every year I'm like, oh, my God, Dan, like, I don't know if I drove 200 miles of that wedding. Like I wrote down 200. It could have been, you know, 192. He's like, trust me, Caitlin, they're not they're not going to come take your house. My accountant lives by, as long as you keep giving them money, they don't care. Yeah, that's true. He's like, true. if you keep sending checks, they are not going to, you're, they, you're, fine, you're fine. Yeah, you're under the radar. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? He's like, well, there is someone in this town who owes $6 million in back taxes. And I was like, oh, you know what? It's probably Blaine. <laughs> yes, bring it back to Blaine. It's probably Blaine. Yep. Oh. yep. What the cawing is just real. <laughs> Tell us about a high point. Oh, oh man. I think the high point is that I, you know, I wake up every day and I'm genuinely excited to do my work. That to me is like the ultimate. Hey, made it like I, it, it really is fun for me. Like, yeah, the bookkeeping and the, you know, the van and. That kind of shit is just going to happen no matter what I did, no matter what path I chose. But when you have 99 out of 100 are really good days, even the stuff I hate doing, I still feel really happy about my decision and proud that I built it. That's a, that's a real high point for me is that I built this. It was, it was my creative brain and my energy. And, and the best part about being in charge, especially for a control freak like me, is that when I want to try something new, we just try it. So it's like, oh, this year we're going to offer this workshop. We'll see if it sells. And if it sells really well, you know, we, we found something. And then if something sucks, we've launched a lot of stuff that doesn't do well. It just goes away. I think that's the high point for me. And, you know, I love weddings. And I, mainly I just love the people. We have incredible clients who, who I feel really grateful that they pick us and they sort of become lifelong little brands. Yeah. They come to workshops and they come to retreats. And so that's the one thing I love. And I also sickly love proving people wrong. I love it. I love that people doubted me and I love that people still doubt me because I'm always just like, read it and weep. As Beyonce says, Always stay gracious. Best revenge is your paper. So I'm just like, hey. And then my accountant's like, no, give that to the service. <laughs> okay. Give that 
to the surface. Give that to the surface. Um, Well, your job means that you're interacting a lot with couples who are under a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. and tensions are high. And you have you have really kind words to say about all of them, but um, tell us about like a most challenging interaction that you've had to date. Oh yeah. Um, There was a client. I tell the story a lot about um, when, you know, someone's just not a good fit for you. So I had, I met with some clients and they actually weirdly came here to the house. And this is before we used to have people come to the farm. I would go out and meet them. And immediately, like weird energy from the guy. Like he was super scary controlling. Like she would show me a picture of what she liked. And then he would say, you're so stupid. Why did you pick that? (gasps) Like what? In a meeting. In a meeting. With a stranger. (gasps) And she would be like, okay, well, what... um, Babe, like, which out of these three do you like? And he'd be like, um, she, he, he would say something, you know, like, well, what's the one you like? And she would say this one. And he would say, oh, my God, that's so ugly. Why would you pick that? <gasps> it was really weird. Oh, my gosh. I, I just know. got, like, goosebumps up my So spine. then, so, yes. And so he was like, um, what did he, she went to the bathroom. She got up and went to go use the restroom. And he said, I just, she is so dumb sometimes. Like he was like bad mouthing her and they got in a fight in front of me. And, and so, you know, me, I was like, oh God, here I go. My all girls high school women empowerment trip. Yeah. yeah. So I'm laying in bed that night and I say to Matt, I'm like, she cannot marry him. Mm-hmm. That is like, this is not our fish to fry. Like you can, and I'm like, I got to send her a note. <laughs> so I send her this email like in the cloak of night because I couldn't sleep and I knock him off it so it just goes to her because all our stuff had been between the two of us so I send her an email separate thread and I just said hey I forget her name this was years ago thanks so much for coming by today it was great to meet you you have beautiful ideas it was all about how great she was and I said after reviewing everything I just don't think our styles are a good fit you know I don't think I could serve you guys in the in the capacity that you want. And they, they did want a lot of tropicals, which is not uh, my, my area of expertise in floral. And I said, and by the way, you know, don't feel pressured to do anything you don't want to do. Like you're smart and you're talented and you're beautiful and you're strong and you do exactly what you want to do. Don't let anyone tell you any differently. Bye. Never from them again. Really? Yeah, it was this crazy thing. They had been together forever and their family. It was like one of those things where like, and I don't know this part of the story, but I just imagine like their families had always wanted them to get married. Mm. Like I remember I said to her, oh my gosh, Michigan State. She went to Michigan State and I had said something about Michigan State. And she was like, well, I wasn't there much because I had to go see him every weekend. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's sticky. That seems messy. And it, it does seem messy. And it's hard to see because you're like, this isn't you're my in the thick of it. it. Yeah, this isn't my place to fix it. And they've made their decision. And so you just have to hope that it ended up well. And then, you know, sometimes when I'm sad, I'm like, maybe they were having an off day. Mm-hmm. But if that was an off day in my 
relationship, I'd be running for the hills. That was hard. Yeah. And you see, I had a girl last year who she was booked, she was ready. And then her dad got so sick and it was all of a sudden, like none of this matters, which it doesn't. Right. You know, when your dad is so sick that you don't know if he's going to be at your wedding, the flowers don't matter anymore. And neither does the date and neither does how much, you know, so there was a scramble there at the last minute um, because they wanted to get married before he passed. So they moved their wedding up by three months and it was just a whole thing. And so we do end up Did like, you accommodate that. They just said, we want all our money back. We can't spend the money on this anymore because mm-hmm. we're about to go through this major family crisis. And I was like, absolutely. Even though, you know, it breaches every contract. It's like, at the end of the day, you have to be a freaking human. Right. You right. know, and I was like, absolutely. I'll send you the check today. And the, she was just distraught. So the, those things do happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm waiting for, I, I only know one friend who does flowers who's had a wedding canceled the weekend of. Oh, wow. Because the bride had an affair with a groomsman and it came out at the rehearsal dinner in a drunken stupor. Whoa. This kind of stuff happens. I, oh my God. Um, I've had a wedding called off. I've had two called off, which I'm, I always say, you know, I deal primarily with the, the female, the bride, most often. I say, good for you. You know, yeah. good for you for not getting into a situation you don't want to be in. It's totally exactly. I'm so sorry for holding a date on your calendar. And now we're four months out. And I'm like, yeah, don't stop about me apologizing. Enough. Don't apologize. It's not also, I'm proud of you. If it wasn't going to work, if it didn't feel right, like good for you guys for making that decision. I so, love how you're like their life coach too. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of like me saying to them, I, I always say this line look, the flowers are important, but what is most important is that you and your partner feel good about all these decisions that people might be making for you, or you feel pressured into like, let's just be laid back. And they all say, you're my most chill vendor. You're so laid back. Cause I'm like, what am I going to steamroll in there? And yeah. try really operating up here. Like, yeah. Well, let's just focus on beautiful flowers. Yes. Well, what is a task or a job that you never thought you'd be able to accomplish and you ended up just killing it? Oh my gosh, Mill, these questions. I sent them to you, didn't I? No, but I like it. <laughs> I like just not knowing what's coming next. Oh, good, 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 good. Or you probably did send it to me and I just can't read emails in full because I'm rushed. Um, a task like in the business? Yeah. I, so we have an Airbnb rental here at our farm. Um, and when I bought the tiny house from the kid on Craigslist and then it sat in our driveway for a year, I was like, this was dumb. This was, (laughs) this was really dumb. And now you have like five side hustles. Oh yeah. No, it all falls under the same. Sweetwater is a brand that has a lot of tentacles. I love it. Yeah, you got to diversify. And also, like I mentioned earlier, it's so seasonal. It's so seasonal that Matt and I really sat down and we're like, we got to come up with something where the cash flow is pretty steady year round. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be as high, but there has to be cash flow. So that's why we invented the retreat and the workshops. But the tiny house was definitely, that was like our entire summer last year, just building it out. And because we bought a shell 
So we bought four walls that were on a trailer, but the inside was like nothing. There's no floor, no drywall. And so that was an adventure. And I think that I never thought we wouldn't do it, but it has exceeded what I thought it could become and a lot of trial and error. And also it felt like a really safe gamble because I kept just saying to Matt, okay, if it doesn't work, we'll sell it on Craigslist. I mean, tiny houses are cool. So if it, Oh, they, they are hot. They are, so they are hot. hot. They are so hot. And it's crazy how many of our guests come and they just want to stay in one. It's so bizarre. That's um, crazy. But that was a big gamble and it, it was really fun. It was a really good thing for us. And so like the tiny house, um, like during the summer, is it booked all throughout the summer? Or Every just- single night. Wow. Every single night. There's people out there right now. We'll flip it today. There's people coming tonight. So we run the tiny May 1st to October 31st because it isn't winterized. And also, like I mentioned earlier, like we need that winter slowness. And it would be nearly physical, physically impossible to move all the snow out there because it's mm-hmm. sort of remote. Um, so it's inaccessible in the winter. So I may 1st through October 31st, and we'll have like 97% occupancy. Like there's only ever a random day. I'm like, Oh, no one's at the tiny today, but yeah, it's very busy with people from all over the world. It's fun. I, I told Rowan, I was like, we got to go there. We got, you guys should, we got to totally should. I haven't done a Northern Michigan trip in so long, probably like five years. Oh, it's so it's and you know it's so good up here. It's so good, but I I really want to go during the Traverse City um, Film Festival, which is this week. So it would be really next year. Yes. Okay. Last week of July, and the film fest is amazing. Really, you could come stay here for a day or two, then bop down to TC. It's like an hour and ten minutes away, and then go see some movies. Stay in Traverse. Traverse has a ton of amazing rentals. Oh, this would have the best time. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great up there. Um, so my one last question, and I think it's kind of, we kind of touched upon it, but like, do you have any financial advice for people when starting their own business? You said like you try to keep a buffer, you know, in the checking account, which I think is really smart. It's very smart. I think ultimately operating with as little debt as possible in your business, if not zero, is the is the way to success. Because the way I look at it is if the business, if some if shit absolutely hit the fan, like Lane came to my house and cut my arms off <laughs> and I couldn't design flowers tomorrow shout out to blaine shout out blaine Blaine shout out and i I was like a handless woman (laughs) i was a handless woman i couldn't design flowers we could close the business and owe absolutely no one money there isn't a business loan over our head the cars aren't on a loan we don't have a shop that i have a lease on Um, everything we have as part of the business is bought and paid for. And that way I could just close it and take the money in the accounts and have a buffer for a while and then find another job. That to me is operating a business in a way that you don't feel like you have a gun to your head all the time. Right. 
or a wolf on your back. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Or people hunting you down for loans or, and a lot of people who don't believe in this argument say, well, then you can't grow because you don't have the capital to grow. Right. So you can't level up. You can't um, try new things to which I say it's a little slower, but it's a lot safer because I could have gotten a $200,000 business loan year one and opened a flower shop and learned and clawed my way through that. But I think the slow and steady growth makes me feel a lot more confident in what we've built than shooting out the gate and being able to click an open sign on. I like that. That's my advice. Just go slow. And, and also, like we talked about, don't quit your day job day one. Right. Really, you're going to have to put in just crazy hours, but it's so worth it. And it's so fun. Being your own boss is really cool. That's great. And you, you've got such a great team of girls. I can I do. tell around. Yeah, you. We're, we're, we're really, really, really lucky to have an incredible team. They work hard. Um, they're great designers. They get what we do here. That's my number one thing. It's like I say, you don't have to be a good designer, but you have to be a hard worker and you have to be able to anticipate needs. It's like my number one thing. Um, and we can teach you the rest. We can teach you how to make boutonnieres and corsages and arbors and bridesmaid bouquets and everything. But I cannot teach someone to be a hard worker. So if they work hard they come, we have fun. We eat a lot of pizza. It's very chill. You have Friday pizza days. Friday pizza day in the studio. Every Friday, Fridays are our busiest day of the week here because the flower shed is open. Um, we are in the studio designing for everyone's event on Saturday. Sometimes we have Friday weddings. And then we also have our delivery subscription service, which goes out on Friday, which is to like 32 arrangements that get delivered around our area. So Fridays are crazy. So we do pizza lunch every Friday. And it's just like the name of the game. If you like pizza, come for lunch. If not, bring another lunch. And then always there's random people at the farm. You know, my siblings are here sometimes or Matt's got someone helping him that day. So we, the rule is pizza lunch. Matt and I will buy pizza for every single person who's at the farm. And then we have like a big team lunch. It's fun. I love it. I love it. Life. And where are your folks now? Like, are they not living in Northville anymore? So my parents still, they have a condo in Northville. So they're still down there part of the year, but they are up here in the summers, which is, is really fun for us. So my family's just a couple miles away um, at our cottage, which is how I fell in love with this area. So having them nearby is, is really helpful, especially during crazy, crazy stressful weeks. Like my mom is so helpful and comes by a lot. And the girls all love my mom. Her name's Rob. And they're all like, Rob, when she pulls in the driveway because they know she has snacks. Oh, I love it. They're like, Rob's here. I'm like, oh, here come the cookies or here comes the hummus and pretzels. And she's like, hi, girls. I brought you some. And then oh, she, that's yeah, great. Mom that's things. Great. So and it's good. It Egan, takes a village. How is Egan? My sister, Egan. She's great. She's an artist. She's a painter. She's um, amazing. She paints people's portraits of their dogs. She does dog portraits. She does house portraits. But she's been doing a lot of like major big work at festivals. So she gets hired by music festivals to like paint a live mural um, as like sort of an interactive area of the music festival. Um, And her stuff's amazing. She worked for me one summer and then she didn't come back. So. (laughs) 
<laughs> I must be like a really horrendous boss. But every day she's so pissed that I'm like, this is our best team we've ever had this year. Like oh, 20- because like, it's not. She's like, oh, great. It wasn't 2017. <laughs> and I'm like, 2017 was good. But like, let's face it. I you were not as good a designer as these girls. And she's like, wow, great. Thanks. I helped you build your business. Like, you know, sisters. But yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's an artist and she's amazing. So she's doing and her. Does she live in Petoskey, too? They um they are in Petoskey a lot this summer, but they're actually going down to Florida this year. Her husband got a teaching job down there. So they're going to go down to Florida, but they do this van life thing. They have like a retrofitted van. You can follow them on Instagram. Oh, uh, they just bop around in their van to music festival to music festival. And then when school year starts, they'll be in Florida this year. Wow. It's cray. It's cray. And, and then your younger brother, Owen? No. Oh my gosh. Yes. Good job. I, I'm listen, I have to memorize lines for a living. I'm pretty yeah, good. Very with, true. I wouldn't say this normally, but I'm pretty good with names. But you need to say that because you are being your biggest advocate. That's right. <laughs> I'm an expert in names. Yes. Yeah, so my brother Owen, he's in law school. Uh, he's the one who's gonna have like the most normal career out of all of us. Where's he at law school now? At Detroit Mercy. Okay. So he lives in Detroit. And he's going into his final year of law school. So he'll be a lawyer. Wow. I know. It's crazy as kids. That's great. You always it's want like, a lawyer in the family. You know, I am like, hey, can you send me, can you write a letter on my behalf? And he's like, <laughs> no, I'm not a lawyer yet. Like, like I message him all these questions. I'm like, is this line in my contract legal? And he's like, I can't tell you yes or no, because I am not a lawyer. And I'm like, well, you're closer than me. And I'm just using Google. So I trust you way more than I trust myself. But he keeps joking that I'm just going to keep a whole pack of his letterhead. Owen Frank's ESQ. And no one knows that my that's my maiden name. So I'm just going to send letters to everyone. I'm sending a letter to Blaine. <laughs> that my lawyer wants him to stop <laughs> a cost. <laughs> what if the letter was just. <laughs> <laughs> he is something that is else. really new agey that he is balking at you like you know what bird. these kids millennials i'm telling you they that grew is. up with you with know that we're age. millennials i know we are we're on the tail end and i like it i love it but i always say you know we need to be the millennials that change people's impression of millennials also people hate on millennials all the time but like we came up with some pretty cool shit so yeah on everyone yeah exactly Exactly. Well, Kaylin, has, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you feel like is really important to mention? Not no. at all. This has been fun. And I'm just proud of you. You're just killing it. Oh, I mean, I am. I am. It's true. <laughs> yes, that is the attitude. <laughs> I, am, I am. Lining them up and knocking them down. Yes. Read it and weep. <laughs> well, I um. I, um, thanks so much for joining us and, um, we will, oh, if people wanted to follow you, how could they follow you? Or if they're in Northern Michigan, like tell us. For sure. For sure. For sure. So the best way to like connect and understand what's going on is to follow us on Instagram. The handle is Sweetwater Floral, all one word, all lowercase. 
Um, our website, sweetwaternorth.com has a list of like all the farm events and how you can get in touch with us about flowers for your wedding and just reach out via email. If you're bopping up to the area and you can swing by the farm and get some flowers. I love it. I love it. All right, Caitlin, Caitlin. I always did that. I remember on our rides home, I called you Caitlin. That's okay. Everyone's been calling me Caitlin my whole life. <laughs> but there's no T. I would but be we've... reminding people left and right. No, it's I'm over it. I don't. I can't emotionally labor over that. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for coming on. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Me, Myself, and Millie. Follow us on Instagram at milliebrooks100 for more podcast updates. And if you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. A special thanks to my husband, Rowan Brooks, for technical support. Cal Reichenbach, who did all the music you heard in this episode. You can check him out at calzonemusic.com. And Tarini Shaw, our graphic designer, who did our thumbnail art. Follow her at rinishaw.com. Thanks, party people, and see you next week.